out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts, Shandara Peschel and Steven Zhao, together with the Express Yourself Star on Air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Shondara Pachau and Steven Zhao to kick off the fun. We created Young People, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Steven Zhao. And I'm Shondara Pachau. And guess what day it is? Single Sorrow Day! Boo-hoo! Wait, what? You know, the day for our singles to unite in sorrow because we have no one to talk to and we're just lonely at home, stuck in a straitjacket all day long. Right. Okay, obviously Steven here is just a little desperate. Hey, I do have a date, this giant stuffed whale. He's really awesome. She's really awesome. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like I said, anyways, today Express Yourself is featuring its very special show. In light of Valentine's Day, we're doing a show entirely on the idea of love. Today's show is packed with field reporters and guests, so we'll get right into it. Now, today's show is packed with field reporters and guests, so we'll get right into it. First up is Courtney Tran with her segment titled Radio Junkie, discussing how this idea of love plays a part in her own songwriting. Courtney, you're up. Thanks, Stephen. So... When I heard that the topic of this radio show is love, I wasn't entirely sure what to do because love is a very, very broad topic, especially in the realm of music. Because, I mean, nearly every song we hear is about love. All you need is love. Where is the love? We found love. Love potion number nine. And, I mean, that's for good reason. I personally, and a lot of the other songwriters I know, write to let out emotion that it's hard to express any other way it makes you know love is one of the best topics out there since when you think of human emotion what comes to mind so even with all of the party themed song topics that have been trending in in the last few years love is still running strong on all the charts i mean the hot 100 on billboard has set fire to the rain by adele stronger by kelly clarkson we found love by rihanna and calvin harris running at the top of the chart and the album list features 21 by adele full of love songs and emotional traffic by tim mcgraw taylor swift adele are famous for 
coming out with music that they write themselves and music that speaks to them. So as for my own songwriting, I think that I've probably produced my best music starting after I found, I guess, in my own personal life, inspiration through my own, you know, high school experiences with love. I was a complete tomboy all the way up until I would say even seventh or eighth grade, maybe even a bit of freshman year. And um, my friends called me the crushless wonder. I wasn't interested in boys at all. And then freshman year happened. I mean, who wants to remember freshman year? Freshman year is the year that everyone spends the rest of high school trying to forget. But I did meet a guy. I had, you know, a little crush. And that is what really started me into writing music that I could put emotion behind. I was actually relatively shy at that age, and I didn't know any other way to express things, especially things like romantic attraction, things that at that age still just made me feel awkward more than anything. So the first song that, I think the first song that I ever wrote was very, very reminiscent of Taylor Swift, very um, ballad-ish, and frankly, very embarrassing, but um, I still have it, and it's what started me into music so that little experience with love whether you if you can call a little freshman crush love is what started me realizing that expressing myself through music was a way that I could express myself better than any other way I knew how I got into public speaking later I got into art I had life doodling I liked really any kind of art for pretty much all of my life but music is one thing that I think really stuck to me most. I mean, say you read a poem, a love poem. It's the classic Romeo and Juliet story. It's Romeo reading love poems to Juliet, whatever it is. But even though there's all these other ways to express how you feel to someone else, nothing is going to make you feel something faster than a lie. I've got sunshine on a cloudy day, anything like that. And music, I think, it's just my own personal theory, but I think one of the reasons that music even touches so many people, even though even though not everyone is inclined as a musician, everyone likes music. People are into music. And that very first song that I wrote has really defined a lot of my musical style today. Actually, recently I had my own um, small little relationship, I guess, um, if you could even call that. It was just a high school relationship. It was something that everyone goes through, but um, I wrote this one little piece that I was actually very proud of. Again, it was a revert back to my Taylor Swifting style, but um, a little part of it goes like this. We spotted heaven in a pretty sky, drew constellations from your porch last night. Sometimes I wish that you could see me I want to love you, but I don't know how. Don't come back to hurt me, baby. I don't need you. Don't come save me. We weren't perfect. Nothing left to fight. To fight. Uh oh. Please don't think I'm not okay now. I don't cry when I'm alone. How can you not be here? with me tonight in starlight it's just a very little piece but 
I don't know, it spoke a lot to me. It expressed a lot of things that I didn't have words for if I wasn't saying music. I think in tones, I have perfect pitch, and I don't know whether it's the same experience for everyone with perfect pitch, but it's one effect that it's had on my thinking is that, for example, when I see numbers, I don't see numbers as part of something mathematic. I see one, two, three, four, five as something like do, re, mi, fa, so in my head. So thinking in tones has made it easier for me all of my life to express things in tones, in music, and it's always been easier for me that way. And I suppose as Radio Junkie, this isn't a particularly radio-like segment, but it was always something that I think, um, I don't know, it was very personal to me, and I think that was probably what got me into music in the first place. Thank you, Courtney. Now, before we end, Ashley, why don't we add another Courtney to the mix? Um, Courtney Chen is reporting to us with a segment titled Book It, also on love about a certain book that she's been reading that has to do with esteem. Let's hear what she has to say. Hey, guys. This is Courtney Chang from Danville, California with Book It. So back when I still had a Borders near me, I spotted a book called Delirium by Lauren Oliver. And just recently, I finally had a chance to read it, and it was absolutely mind-blowing. Lena, the protagonist, is turning in 18. And she can't wait for the day to arrive because it means she can finally get this so-called procedure done. See, the thing is, the society that Lena grows up in has somehow become really twisted and turned. And they, everyone somehow thinks that love is a disease that just causes pain and suffering. So whenever, whenever a person turns 18, they take, these, they take these exams of sorts to be paired up with a suitable partner for marriage and undergo an operation that removes their ability to love. So the day of Lena's exams come, and that's when things start to change. She goes into the standard procedure, exams, wait for those results, get assigned, etc., and she's still anticipating the operation. And when she was younger, her mom had actually been taken away from her for falling in love and failing to display the expected results after operation, so Lena is really determined to, quote unquote, turn out right to everyone else in society. But as, of course, with every story, a conflict arises. Lena's exams somehow get interrupted. And during the chaos that ensues, she catches sight of this strange boy who she somehow runs into a few days later while on her run with her friend. And Lena and the boy Alex end up becoming really close friends. And of course, as expected, they fall in love. However, the story doesn't quite progress as I had originally anticipated it would, which is why I thought this book was so good. The author, Lauren Oliver, she managed she managed to combine the expected and the unexpected in a way that had me reading for, I think it was about five or six hours straight until I actually finished it because it was just so amazing. She was talking about love in teenagers that, I don't know. I mean, everyone thinks, oh, teenage love, it's just like puppy love, whatever. It's not really real. But even though it was a fictional book, obviously, I felt like the lessons, the things that she was talking about, they were really real and relatable. And it really made you think and feel like you could experience them, even though even if you might have not fallen in love. Like, I don't know, I've had a relationship and I feel like maybe I was in love. I don't know. It's hard to say. But when I read it, I felt like I could relate to 
through all the pain and all the happiness that Lena and Alex went through. And I, and I just thought it was a really good book because I feel like it opened my eyes to the different things that could happen to all the tragedy that could ensue. And it presented everything in a way that made it seem really beautiful, even though there's tragedy in life there's still all the beautiful things that you can look forward to and you should look forward to. Thank you, Courtney. And now, sadly, we have to go to a quick break. When we return, celebrity numerology, Glynis McCants helps you discover your true desires when it comes to love and gives you advice on how to attract a healthy, loving relationship. When you combine Glynis McCants' strong comedic background and incredible accuracy, this is a radio interview that you don't want to miss. You're listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. This is Steven Zhao and Shandara Purcell. We are your co-hosts. Don't go away and we'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Chandara Pashal. And I'm Steven Zhao, and we are your teen hosts. Now, this segment, we are featuring Glynis McCants, Hollywood's foremost 
celebrity numerologist who has been studying numerology for 21 years. She uses the Pythagoras number system, which is over 2,500 years old. After evaluating more than 15,000 numerology charts, Glynis wrote the best-selling book, Glynis Has Your Number, and her latest book, Love by the Numbers, which is getting rave reviews. She is also the creator of the Numerology Kit, the Individual Reading Chart, and the Are We Soulmates program. You may have seen her on the Today Show, Dr. Phil, CBS is the Talk, the Tyra Banks Show, The View, and Entertainment Tonight. She's been featured in L.A. Confidential Magazine, Time Magazine, In Touch, Star Magazine, U.S. Weekly, I'm sorry, Us Weekly, and People Magazine. Glynis was a recurring guest on the Tony Danza Show for two years and is currently heard weekly on the Lisa at Night radio show, as well as Coast to Coast. Welcome to the show, Glynis. Hi. So, Glynis, uh, I mean, I don't know what numerology is, so why don't you tell us what this is, first of all, to start us yes. off? <laughs> Numerology is a science of numbers, and Pythagoras is the creator of the system. Most people know him through geometry, like the Pythagorean theorem. So it's over 2,500 years old, and his belief was that everything in the universe has vibration, especially people. And that's why when you meet someone, you might really enjoy them and say, oh, I like this person. Or you meet someone else, and you just get this feeling that they kind of drain you. It's like, you, no matter what you say, they misunderstand you. Well, that's the difference in vibration, and that's what I teach in my books. And how did you get into numerology? I was uh, 19 years old. My heart was broken. I went to see a numerologist and I thought I was in love with my ex. And she said, no, you're not. You think you love him because you're very compatible to his mother and sister. Like their numbers were compatible to me. So I was giving him credit for that good feeling when I'd walk into the house, but it wasn't him. And the minute she said it, it just made sense to me. And I was out of the pain. That was like, like after two years of really mourning the end of our relationship. Then I picked up a book on numerology and I learned the basic numbers. The numbers are one through nine. And I found I could read anybody from that day forward, which obviously means my gift is God-given. You know, I was raised Catholic. I'm very spiritual, a spiritual person about what I do. Glynis, wow. Yeah, but I'm thinking about the one, numbers one through nine. Does this connect really to like a personality typing or is it something more than that? Well, there are six numbers that make up a numerology blueprint of who you are. So your first and last name, that you go by today has three numbers that are your soul number, your personality number, and the power of your name. Your birth numbers from your full birth date, you get three numbers. The day you're born matters, your month and day reduced to one digit, and your life path number. The life path is the most important number in your chart. So if you guys give me your birthday, I can certainly tell you what that is. Well, Ooh. before we do that, could you tell us what is the life type path number? Do you, uh, could you tell us that or would you like the birthdays first? Well, that's just it. If I use a birthday, I can show you how to find it, Stephen. Okay, sure. I will start then. Uh, mine is July 14th, 1994. So when you are looking for your life path number, you take the full date of birth straight across and reduce it to one digit. So seven plus one is eight plus four. You guys can do this with me. Plus four is? Twelve. Twelve. Plus one? Is thirteen. Thirteen. Plus nine? 22 plus 9 31 and plus 4 <laughs> 35 okay so 35 then you take those two numbers and reduce it to one digit to determine what your life path is so in your case 3 plus 5 is 8 now an 8 life path 
is somebody, you know, you're very opinionated, Stephen, and you do speak your mind. Sometimes you get in trouble because you're too honest. (laughs) Okay, I've been honest about stuffed animals. (laughs) Yeah, your eight life path likes quality things. Like, I mean, if you, when you were born, I would have jokingly said to your parents, he's going to want nice things in life. You know, you're just drawn to the nice stuff and you're willing to work hard. That's so true. Yeah, it just turns into... (laughs) When someone makes an effort, like a, a girl looks good or you go to like a party and they've gone out of their way to make it great, you are very responsive to all of that. You <laughs> like to celebrate life and you also love the gossip. If someone knows the scoop, you want to hear the story. You don't like to be uh, out of the loop, as they say. Okay. okay. I think that's it. Interesting the, uh, interesting the way you apply it. Uh, Shadar, why don't you go? I find this is actually really interesting. Thank you, Glennis. Um, mine is November 21st, 1994. So, so again, straight across one plus one plus two, two plus one. That's a five, right? Oh, plus one is six plus nine. Um, 15, 15 plus nine, 24, 24, plus four, 28, 28. So two plus eight is 10 and one plus zero is one. So in your case, you're one life path. And that means when you think you're right, you do not give up your position. You are a dog with a bone. Like <laughs> you will you will present your case. And you're also very much like a multitasker. It's like you get bored so easy. If it's not interesting, you're like, get me out of here. <laughs> no, you like yeah. to play. And um, when you do have a victory, like let's say there's a competitive spirit to you. If you do a good job and pull it off, it really does make you happy. And you're not good at being criticism. Like if someone's too critical, it's better for you to let them go. Like let them leave your life because you're already too self-critical. Like that inner voice, you, ah. if you think you've done something wrong, you just beat yourself up about it. So you don't need someone out there being critical. And sense of humor, because you're born on the 21st, two plus one is three. Three is laughter and communication. And again, it's it means you feel called to express yourself. Stephen, in your case, when you reduce the month and day to get your attitude, yours is 714. Seven plus one plus four is 12. One plus two is three. So you both have a three. That's why you're talking. That's why you're doing radio. Oh, but yeah. you guys <laughs> don't agree, and I'm sure there are times you don't, it makes for an interesting conversation. I guess our arguments is the one that causes the sense of humor. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's entertainment. So, Glennis, uh, these numbers one through Thanks nine, so much. you've given us some of them, like eight and three. Could you tell us what are the rest, what are the characteristics of each number? Yeah, but technically I gave you eight and one because she one. was born on a three-day. But here's how it goes. Oh, Once right. you take your full date of birth, and I suggest people go to numberslady.com. Mm-hmm. So it's numbers, plural, numberslady.com. My website lists the life path numbers so they can read their little definition. But a one life path is someone who strives to be number one at what they do. So it's they do feel called to be the best. That's the one. The number two, <clears throat> they're the peacemaker, mediator. They don't want conflict. Um, I always call them, if we were to say a lover, not a fighter, but it's funny, a two-life path, if they feel pushed to the wall, they'll get defensive, and then that's when they get upset. But by the time it's over, they feel really bad because the two is love. So just think simple. Two is love. The three is communication. They have to express themselves, natural comedian. The four-life path is the one who seeks knowledge, and once they learn the skill, they want to teach you how to do it. Oprah Winfrey is a four-life path, and she's a great example that whenever she'd read a book, she'd be like, you got to get this book. That's a typical four. The number five, 
that life path cannot be controlled. If people come on too strong, the five's out the door. But if you ignore the five, the five comes back. So it's a number that needs its freedom. Interesting. Six is magnetic. They tend to be the ones who are in charge of what they do. It's also the mother and father number, like very nurturing energy. The number seven, they have to find faith, some sort of faith that they can believe in, but they don't want you to, to shove it down their throat. Like they, it has to be real for them. Like a born again saying, you must believe in what I believe would not work for the seven. And they're also really good observers. The number eight is here to master money, have financial security. They also, like when it comes to politics, they always have a position and a feeling about how things should be. The number nine is the old soul. It is the humanitarian. And one of their lessons is to overcome their past. Like maybe, you know, when they were little kids, they might not have gotten the love and support they needed from the parents. So that's something they have to overcome so that they can be happy. Linus, do you have any information on actually how these uh, different types came out of these numbers? Was there, was, did it also come from Pythagoras? or Everything I cover is from Pythagoras. Okay. Now, mind you, I've studied this over 21 years, mm -hmm. and I've done over 20,000 readings. So I've done a lot of chart comparisons and come up with some unique, accurate conclusions through all my studying. But the bottom line and the basics are Pythagoras. Awesome. Okay. And then... Uh, Actually, we were reading your bio, Glennis, and there was something about the toxic number. Yeah. I, I got a little scared. <laughs> Could you tell us about that? Well, all it means is there are people who are not going to be like you. Toxic means, here's the difference. There's three ways that numbers interact with each other. The, the number that is compatible means you can learn to agree to disagree. The natural match number is like instant rapport. Like they tend to like the same things you do. You have a lot in common. And a toxic number, it's really just a challenge. It just means you have to choose your words carefully when you talk to that person because they misinterpret you. So if you can think of some of the friends you've met or people that you might have met at work, and when they, you, you talk to them and they completely misinterpreted what you said. Haven't you <laughs> been through that? Yeah, yes, definitely. Well, that's toxic, isn't it? Because you, you don't feel good. It's like you walk away feeling a little bit depressed or a little bit like, God, I really didn't like that person. They made me uncomfortable. That's what it means. It's a challenge to you. But what's great about my book, Love by the Numbers, is I teach you if someone is a challenge number, how can you communicate with them in a way that you can still get along? That's what it, it's like. Knowledge is power. And I give you what you need to coexist with people. It's really lovely. Yeah, see, that that's what people need is to learn how to communicate with other people that are really different from them. You got and it. And it all comes together. Yeah, um, and, and if you think about society right now, like even if you think politically like Democrats versus Republican, this this hate with each other, the fighting to say you're right and I'm wrong, that constant battle, that's not healthy. So I wrote a book that helps you get your point across and still be respectful of that person you don't agree with. Like, you know, the saying, we can learn to agree to disagree. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I teach. Um, but for listeners who want to be in love and find a life partner, how can they find a soulmate with numerology? Well, first of all, my book shows you when you do number comparisons, if you have three numbers out of six, that's a soulmate connection, literally. So the bigger question is people will say to me, well, you know, uh, is there only one soulmate out there, right? And the answer is no, 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 no. There are way more than one. You just need to know their number. And number, uh, the second thing I want to say about that, 
My husband, Charlie, who I've been with 10 years, is the love of my life. He is my best friend. Our chemistry is crazy. But I met him. I put an ad on a dating site where I said, numerologist looking for a man has really got my number. And I literally got guys responding who sent me their date of birth and their first last name. And I ran charts until I found my amazing husband, Charlie. So that was the inspiration to write the book. I already know it works. Now it's just to help you find some healthy love. So, Glynis, you mentioned that other numbers are also used to, to find these soulmates. Um, we've talked about numbers coming from our birthdays, but what other numbers are there that you're talking about? Your first and last name has three numbers. You've got a soul number, a personality number, and a power name number. Yes. And then your birth date has a birthday number, a life path number, and an attitude number. When you look at those six numbers, it's a numerology blueprint, and then you would get the six numbers of the person you like, and then you could do a chart comparison. And here's the example. Let's say you had one or two challenge numbers with that person. That's not bad. Because that just means you can agree to disagree. If you have three challenge numbers with that person, you're going to always work hard on the relationship. But if you have four challenge numbers out of six, you have to be honest with yourself and find out if it's even worth it. Because when you're in, in an unhealthy relationship, you know that kind, I'm sure you guys have friends who are in bad relationships and all they do is obsess about it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's not healthy. Right. Because if you're obsessed about a relationship, then you're not going to be all that you're meant to be. Like you can't even focus on your career and your other goals. See, but if you've got the right partner, then the sky's the limit. OK, so these uh, challenge numbers are the ones we have to kind of look out for, but also uh -huh. work with. Uh -huh. But and also keep this in mind. This is what makes it tricky. Ch uh, challenge number also can promote chemistry. And so notice how <laughs> it's almost <laughs> there's a song where it says shut up and kiss me. That's I actually what did that not is. know that. It's like, you know what? The communication's no good. So let's just kiss. Let's just be physical. And it's like, no, no, no. You don't want that. You want both. You want that mm -hmm. intellectual connection because that'll help you go the distance as a couple. Okay. Um, Glennis, actually, you've been mentioning your book, Love by the Numbers, quite a bit. Uh, we're actually going to come back next segment to talk to you. So we're going to start off by asking about your book and see what, what, how that book has to relate to us teens. So we'll actually see you after a quick break right now. And when we return, we will continue our interview on the Valentine's Day Express Yourself special. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's Next Young Superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. What is No Added Preservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. 
Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to No Added Preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Chandara Pashal. And I'm Steve Zhao, and we are your teen hosts. Now, today, Express Yourself is featuring a special on the topic of love with special guest Glynis McCants, celebrity numerologist and author of the best-selling book, Glynis Has Your Number. Welcome back, Glynis. Hi. So, Glynis, uh, why don't you tell us about some of the opinions and takes you have on these Hollywood relationships you mentioned during the break? Well, the thing is, um, I am the go-to girl in Hollywood. Like when I do shows, I, I just did Dr. Phil, where we talked about relationships. I also did the talk on CBS. And I'm just really good at calling relationships to say, are they going to make it? Will they sizzle or fizzle? And what happened with the Kim Kardashian marriage with Chris Technically, their life paths were compatible. They were a four. They were both a four, which is the number that wants to settle down and have a partner. But there's a thing called soul number. And the soul number is something you don't see. Like the person has to kind of let you know about what's in their soul. In Kim Kardashian's example, she has a three in her soul, which is her need to be a star forever. Like she just thinks walking outside is grounds for the whole world to take her picture. That's in her soul. Well, Chris Humphreys didn't know that because he barely knew her. You know, they dated like six months and got engaged. It all (laughs) moved too quickly. So because that's true, he didn't know that about her. And so the big turning point was when he said, look, by the time you have kids, no one's going to care who you are. When he said it, I knew that marriage was over. And it was. So that's what happened. That's what went wrong there. Number two, Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher. Everyone knows about that couple. They also know that they had like a 16-year age difference. Now, when they first got together, Demi Moore is absolutely beautiful. But Ashton Kutcher looks permanently 18. He just looks like a kid, no matter what. 
And so I knew as time would go on, Demi Moore would become more insecure because she's a master number. She's a four life path born on the 11th. And that means there's a little voice in her that says, no matter how good, not good enough. So she kept needing positive feedback from Ashton to tell her, you look great. You look great. You look great. Well, he burned out. <laughs> and so off he went. And I called that in the numerology. I absolutely said it would happen. And I even did a guesstimate of time. And it actually happened the same summer I thought it would. So there you go. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of prediction. <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time. Another fun <laughs> couple worth mentioning to you is President Obama and Michelle Obama, because obviously they are the president and the first lady. They are soulmates in numerology. And so he's a two-life path, and the twos do. They want love, peace, and harmony. She's a two-life path like him, but they're also master numbers, which explains, you know, they're a smart couple, but they have a real love relationship, like they're a partnership. And what's funny, when they were first running, people said that Michelle would be behind the scenes, unlike Hillary Clinton. And I don't even know if you guys remember when Hillary, you, you certainly know her name, but you mm -hmm. may not have experienced her as first lady, but she was very outspoken. Well, in numerology, Michelle Obama has very similar numbers to Hillary. So I said, it's ridiculous to think she would not have an opinion and be out there. Well, you know, Michelle Obama is outspoken. So numbers tell you the story before the person you're, you're looking at tells you the story. Hey, Glennis, actually, I want to jump back to the Chris and Kim Kardashian number story. What was that you were saying about the soul number and how it takes time and energy to well, it's discover It's a hidden that? number, honey. The, oh. the, if numerology, this is what I would tell you. Like the reason I wrote the book, the gift I have is to simplify it and lay it out to make it possible for you to find it. Mm -hmm. But Pythagoras created uh, the alphabet, like A is one, B is two, C is three. And that means Z would be 26, but then you'd break it down. Two plus six is eight. When you're looking for the soul of somebody, you take the first and last name they go by, you take the vowels. And when you, you get the letter, like for each letter, you get the number, then you add all the vowels across and reduce it to one digit. And that will tell you the soul of that person. So do you see how that's complicated versus me just doing the basics in your birth date? Yeah, that can take that's a lot of work. <laughs> but that, that's why Love by the Numbers was written, because when you open my book, you'll see the alphabet laid out perfectly for you to make it easy. But it is called the soul number, and it's considered secretive because it's not obvious. Like, you know, the day you're born, um, did you, how do you pronounce your name, Shandara? Um, Chandara, Yeah. You were born the 21st. That's called an appearance number. Two plus one is three. You appear. You have an, you, like, I, I can't see you, but you have a, like, a sparkle in your eye. You definitely have a great smile. I mean, you're obvious. When you're happy, it's so obvious. You don't <laughs> hide that. And when you're not happy, it's even more obvious because your face changes. That's you know, what my mom you, says. <laughs> yeah, you're very, yeah, um, I'll bet you that your eyebrows are very uh, emotional. <laughs> you know, it's all in your eyes. They're like, okay, what's wrong, Shandara? And you're going to tell us. And why do I know that? Because you're born on a three-day. Now, in your case, Stephen, you were born on the 14th. One plus four is five. Five means you're not, you love to celebrate life and you get happy too, but you're also a natural detective. You, you actually do have a lot of questions. You are always wondering and dissecting things. That's what you do. Very intellectual, you will say. <laughs> yeah, it's very cerebral. Like you mm -hmm. just think, I call it the human popcorn machine. You have a lot of ideas going in your head at all times. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, Glenna, so you refer back to your book a lot, and we mentioned over the break, we'll get to this this segment. Could you tell us about your book and more about what it covers? And basically, obviously, I'm interested in it right now, but tell us why we should buy it. Well, love by the numbers. Again, you're listening to what is numerology. You're hearing me give my take on it. I've already did done some quick readings on you, and it's accurate. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. I'm not being psychic. I'm laying out to you the science of numbers. So the reason you would want to get the book, if you're curious about your friends, like who are my friends? Who's a challenge to me? I like that guy, but maybe he's not good for me. I want to run a chart and see. Um, you know, my friend, she calls me my friend, but she's kind of backstabbing me. What's that about? You check the number. Sure enough, she's toxic. And then you smile and go, okay, now I get it. You see, it's numerology is like a new way of looking at your life. And it's very exciting. And there's no such thing as having my book where your friends aren't all going to want to borrow it. Fair enough. So, Glenissa, how would you suggest we live, if you're saying like we should live our life and often refer back to the numbers to see where we're going, do you think that just solely making decisions by numbers will be able to get you to where you're supposed to go? Um, I think... I mean, look, I'm going to jump in and say that if you don't have faith in God, good luck, good luck. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> I mean, God is where it's at for me. I, I'm the first to go, okay, let go and let God. I've always felt that's why when someone said numerology is the occult and they think it's something dark. No, it's not. It, it, w it could only be that if you didn't use it as a tool. Numerology is a tool to help you with your life. It's just one piece of your puzzle, but it's it's really lovely because it helps. But no, you should be prayerful. You should, you know, look at the spiritual side of your life on many, many different ways. But yes, this is a great tool to help you. And on this show, we actually want to voice our opinions. I mean, I do agree with you, but how? what would you say to a skeptic, someone who really doesn't think numbers can tell the story? Other what I would tell them, Stephen, there's no such thing as a skeptic when I get through with them. It's not possible. <laughs> I mean, I, I did a reading on Dr. Phil, to Dr. Phil on TV, and he fell right in. He fell right in, and then it was almost like he woke up on an air on air and went, oh, wait a second, you're not supposed to read me. you got to <laughs> read her. But he was right with me. He's like, oh, my gosh, that's true. I mean, it, it was lovely. Mm -hmm. the, the, and that's my point. He would be considered the ultimate skeptic. Dr. Phil is no slouch. Everyone knows he's a strong man and he's very opinionated, but because it was accurate and rang true, he embraced it. So be skeptical, I say, to anyone out there, but, but pick up the book and learn and see how it applies to you. <laughs> Ex like, exactly. You can be skeptical, but yes. it ends but still up... still pick it up, you know? Yeah. Um, you know what they say? It's like trust but verify. Like you, you can't be blind. You can't say, oh yeah, okay, I'll trust that. No, check it out. Check it out. Look at yourself, look at your chart, uh, look at your parents, look at your friends. And then it becomes very exciting because the accuracy is, is consistent. Can you choose your friends by the numbers? I certainly would suggest you do. And I'll tell you some, this is the facts for me. I have friends that are a challenge in numerology and I know how to get along with them. But my friends that are like naturally matched to me, they're like water in the desert, Shandara. When I'm feeling down, I call my friend who's compatible or natural match, and I feel like I just got a nice cold glass of water in the desert. If I'm hanging out with a friend who's a challenge to me, I just think, you know, maybe in a way they kind of intellectually challenge me and I feel a little stronger, but it's not going to replenish me. See the difference? 
Ah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I'd say when you're in school, like high school, college, and dealing with all these people, it really behooves you to know who's in your life. That's a really,、um, actually, a really good image of the idea of refreshing water from a desert. I actually never heard that before when it comes to these readings. But it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention, you know, I'm from a family of eleven, and I have thirty-three nieces and nephews. I've had plenty of time to study humans by the numbers, <laughs> and all of them are obsessed with what I do. Uh, my college, you know, nieces and nephews, and the, even the little ones, because it's fun and it's another way of looking at your life. We're definitely going to look to get a copy of that book, Glennis. That's very interesting read. Thank you, Glennis, for joining us here today. We're going to have to take a quick break and end, end this segment. This has been our Valentine's Day special on love, listeners. That was just Glennis McCants, celebrity numerologist who specializes in love by the numbers. Her website is www.numberslady.com, and check out her book *Love by the Numbers*. You are listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Stephen Zhao, and I'm Chandra Pashal, and we'll be right back. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get well crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned into the Tech Team Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions LLC as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit expressyourselfteenradio.com. Now back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. 
Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Chandara Pashal. And I'm Steven Zhao, and we are your teen hosts for this show. Um, we're starting to wrap up our Valentine's Day special on the idea of love. To send us off, we'll bring in a final field reporter, Jacqueline Tao, with her segment, Campus Calling. What's happening on the Love Fest campus of Stanford University, Jacqueline? Hi, Shandar and Steven. Well, basically, I think that a lot of different stuff goes on in college. I mean, first of all, you have your people who party on the weekends all the time and hook up. And then (laughs) on the other hand, um, especially at universities like Stanford, I think you have your people who are in a serious relationship and are basically going to get married to that person. In fact, I think like 70% of people who go to Stanford end up marrying someone else who also went to Stanford. That's a really high number. (laughs) Exactly. I was actually really surprised. I mean, I wasn't sure. I I didn't know it was that serious and that commonplace a thing to do. And so basically, a lot of people have actually commented on this problem that there's not really a lot of dating at Stanford. There's not really a lot of casual dating because it's either hookups or really, really serious. And so we're not really sure why that is, but I think it's because a lot of people don't have time for it and um, they can't. Too studious. <laughs> too studious, too many things to do. Um, you know, especially, for example, next week I have um, three midterms coming up and two PSETs. And uh, on top of all that, normal classes and normal life has to continue. And so I think time management is a big thing, it's like at any college. And so I'm not really sure why, but at Stanford, people don't do a lot of that. Of course, you guys all know about like, the crazy activities that we have, like Full Moon on the Quad, where you go and you kiss people. We still remember that. Yeah, of course. Very well. <laughs> Even I'm still scarred. Exactly. <laughs> Very and then scarred. Also with- You've traumatized him. Oh, really? I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you excited for college now? <laughs> no, but I am excited for stuffed animals. That's good. That Maybe he'll good. take... A stuffed animal to that thing. Perhaps. And then Perhaps. would people make out with your stuffed animal? Hopefully not. I mean, I'm putting sticks in it, so that would be very painful. Well, oh, I mean, really? he's kind of in a committed relationship with the stuffed animal. With so the stuffed animal. Hard. Yeah. But would you make out with a stuffed animal? No, it doesn't have an opening. Oh, <laughs> my God. It doesn't have a mouth. I'm... Someone cut that. Oh my god, okay. So, it would just be your companion. It's okay. Definitely. You can just say you're against, you know, PDA, which is public displays of affection. Anyway, I'm not sure I if I told you guys already also about screw your roommate. What? Um, so, <laughs> <apparently not. laughs> and so, it's this, um, it's this other event. It's I guess it has the same themes and ideas as Full Moon on the Quad, but the way it's set up is basically you, every freshman has one other roommate. That's the way the freshman dorms are set up here. So what happens is certain dorms, which contain about 100 people total, will have screw your roommate days. And normally what you do is you go and you find a date for your roommate just for that one night. Um, And it can't be someone from within your dorm. So you have to, because dorms are co-ed, and so it can't be someone that you're, you already know or you're already friends with. You're supposed to find somebody from another dorm to set up with your roommate 
And a lot of times they do crazy stuff. I mean, it's up to the dorm to plan, and my dorm hasn't done it yet, so I can't tell you guys in full detail. But I know, for example, one dorm, um, they taped, using just duct tape, they would tape together the arm. Even favorite tape. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) They would tape together your arm and your date's arm. So you'd be attached to each other for the entire night. And you would have to eat dinner like that. You would have to walk around like that. You just have to be together like that the entire time to kind of. Why is college so weird? I don't know. (laughs) And I'm not sure. Yeah, I think this is just any college has all these weird things. And so it was actually really funny because. I had a friend who needed to find someone for her roommate, except then she, you know, she was kind of asking around. She was asking if I knew anybody who would be willing to do that. And then she said that her roommate was really weird. So she wouldn't ask anyone that she actually respected, you know, and make that person spend a whole entire night with her roommate. It was really weird. Oh, my God. And so Steven would enjoy being taped or, yeah, taped to a stuffed animal. For sure. Okay, you two are not being fair. I leave for two minutes and you come back and make fun of me for all eternity. This is not fair. Wait, Stephen, where's it with you and duct tape? It's useful. It holds the world together. It holds you and your stuffed animal together. No, I have not met my stuffed animal in person yet. What? Did you meet it online? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done again. Bye. (laughs) I've seen pictures. I I've seen photos of the stuffed animal in my you guys meet on in my in my sure. in my friends uh friends I'm trying to make this not sound bad in my friends apartment yeah apartment apartment so you, you haven't met it in person yet not really you've only seen pictures of it okay I'm done talking move on please so confusing Stephen is so complex to everyone exactly. out there who's listening. So what was probably... the origin of this kind of stuffed animal fetish? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Steven's crying right now, everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in love with a whale stuffed animal, but you don't even have a stuffed animal. This is Jacqueline's segment. Go to Jacqueline, please. Sorry, you, you kind of stole the spotlight, Steven, with your complexity. Exactly, with your interesting stories, interesting relationship. Are you going to take it with you to college? No. Okay. Just a high school fling. (laughs) I mean, a lot of people, when they come to college, they say if they had a significant other in high school, they'll say that they are going to keep it an open relationship. So I guess if they that means if they meet someone new, then they can break up kind of without as much emotional burden and consequence and trauma. And so that's something that you could consider. Well, I mean, luckily for Steven, a stuffed animal does not have feelings. That's true. Okay. I think it does have nerve endings though, because I think it can shed tears. It can shed tears of cotton bars. Cotton bars? Cotton ball. (laughs) Oh, tears of cotton. (laughs) Okay. Those from its eyes. So, if you do, like, have to tell it, like, you're in an open relationship or you're going to break up with it or whatever, it's going to cry cotton? Yes, I would then collect the cotton to make more stuffed animals. Oh, my God, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so wrong, Steven. <laughs> I'm just using tears. 
Hopefully you won't cheat on your whale. I won't. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't aware it was a whale. It's a yeah, it's whale. a stuffed whale, apparently. I tried, yeah. I, I tried a giant stuffed wolf over November, but uh, for some reason it rejected me. So I was because it would cost too much because um, I met it while at a gift shop and it was like $50. And I was like, okay, there's a sale coming up in three days. If it's less than $25, i am getting it. But it was 36 so I got rejected. What happens, like, if somebody buys you a stuffed animal? Like, do you have an instant connection with it? Like, does no, it depends on its number. Come into play, or it depends on the stuffed animal's number. Would the number have to do with the price of it? Maybe. Okay, I get what you're saying now. <laughs> so, is this number like arbitrarily assigned? Is that what you're saying? We just had a discussion with Glynis McCants, the numerologist, who told us about how we can connect to other people via numbers. Oh, interesting. And so we wouldn't know the stuffed animal's birthday because that's what we can We can call the company that made it and ask. I guess so. Yeah, when it was actually manufactured. Exactly. Unless it's like mass produced, Stephen. So Jacqueline, special. so Jacqueline, do you have any friends who love stuffed animals at Stanford? I actually do. I mean, I didn't bring yes, a stuffed animal with funny. me, but oh no, I don't, I don't know if they love stuffed animals in the same way that you do though, Stephen. It's different. At least it's, I, I'm, I mean, I'm different. Your emotions are just different. Go, go on, go on. Again, go on. very complex person. Exactly. <laughs> what I was going to say was I have a couple of friends who I've been in their rooms and they have stuffed animals on their beds. Another thing that's really popular lately is the pillow pet. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Oh, those pet, those like stuffed animals you can like lay your head on and they're really cute. Exactly. For example, it's like a panda and it's a square, but you can also fold it up and Velcro it in the middle. So that it becomes more of a pillow. Yeah, those are awesome. Um, my friend has those. And then she also has like a, um, what do you call those? You know those rubber water bottle things? Like for when you're Snuggies? sick and stuff? What? Snuggies? No. Oh. No, no. Those things you fill with water and they're rubber. I think they call them rubber water bottles. But um, anyways, they have those that are like stuffed animals. And you can heat them. So like when you're sick or whatever, it's really cold. You can like lay on them and stuff like that and use them as a neck pillow. I don't oh, know. That I is so cool. cute. Yeah, that and so, so they're cute. nice and warm and during the winter and everything. Right. I feel like Steven should invest in those. It's okay. I'm not going anywhere that has winter weather. Oh. oh, really? You're staying in California? No, I'm definitely going to a tropical place. I think. I'm not sure yet. I guess I don't know. You, Anyways. Wait, you'll take the whale, ride it. Uh, all the way there. Uh, no, I'd rather drive. I'll leave the whale at my friend's place. I don't <gasps> need the whale. It's gonna <gasps> cry. So what? My friend can use the cotton. Steven, you are heartless. I am. It, it's yeah. Valentine's Day and this is what you act like. Yes, well, yeah, well, Valentine's Day is, again, single suffer day. Suffer? Yeah. Well, anyway, on the note of pillows, there I actually had a friend who showed me something very interesting. Um, in Japan, they have this certain type of pillow that is, I guess it's for men. Um, and what it is, is it's a pillow, but it has this graphic design on it of basically a woman kneeling there for you. 
So it'd be like you're laying on a pillow, but you're actually laying on some like someone. That is really awkward. That is very. I thought it was very very creepy when I saw. That's almost actually that's just as creepy as those towels that they make with like actual people on them, like full body size people. Like exactly. That's always creepy. I don't know why I would want to take that with me to the beach, but that pillow sounds just like that. <laughs> I know. And in addition, um, you guys know body pillows, like the really long pillows that you can put on your bed for decoration. So I think they, I think in Japan they make those pillows, except they're just they're full body length, and they have this these images of basically just really attractive women on them, and that's a like a body pillow. Oh my God, Jacqueline! I wish we had more time for you right now, but unfortunately we have to end this. So um, thank you so much for coming on and talking yeah. to us about r- really random things and right. discussing Steven. So yeah, um, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye. Uh, bye. Thanks so much for joining us here on Voice America Kids, and thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show. We are your teen hosts, Chandara Pashal. And I'm Stephen Sal. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. We want to hear your thoughts, and we want to answer your questions. So email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. That's btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our website at btsya.com. That's btsya.com. You can also upload your creative works at our site for free, Get involved with the Be The Star Your charity, and obviously we really appreciate your donations. So most of all, remember to express yourself, and happy Valentine's Day. I should not be saying this, but go be in love. Love is all you need. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you